My name is Jerry Wise, and I'm a relationship expert and the director of the Center for Self-Differentiation. I work with clients in my office, and I work with clients via the internet. And I produce these videos for my clients and for people who are seeking help. This video is entitled, Adult Children of Narcissistic Parents. Many clients come to me and ask these questions, and maybe you've asked some of these questions yourself. Why do I struggle so much with self-acceptance? Why am I critical of myself all of the time? Why do I feel I can never measure up? Why do I feel I will never be able to measure up in my marriage, to my spouse, at my job, and whenever I make mistakes? Why do I question all of my decisions? Why do I have frozen or numb feelings, or I feel too much, and my feelings uh, feel so very sensitive and overwhelming and too reactive? Why do I try so hard to deal with my family and my parents, my boss, my spouse, who never seem to accept me? Why don't I ever feel I'm loved unconditionally by somewhere, someplace, somebody? Why do I find and fall in love with narcissistic partners? And why do I choose friends who are more focused on themselves than they are the friendship or on me? My life seems to work, but it's not a happy life. Or it's not a life with joy and love and peace and stability that I've seen in some other people. There always seems to be conflict and arguments. And I'm always trying to be a peacemaker. Some have asked, well, Jerry, where does my codependency come from? Uh, and I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Many people ask these questions also experience codependency, and I've worked with codependents for many, many years. But they might ask, well, where does my codependency come from? Uh, my parents were not alcoholic. They did not beat me every day. Uh, our family was generally successful, and our family seemed very tight-knit growing up. So how did I obtain these struggles inside myself? Often, these are some of the signs of growing up with narcissistic parents or a narcissistic parent. So you might ask, well, what do narcissistic parents look like? What do they feel like? What do they behave like? Well, first of all, shame is at the core of narcissism. Low self-esteem, inadequacy, and having an idealized self. You might say, but narcissists seem the opposite of all those things. They seem to have very, very high view of themselves, very high self-esteem, over-adequate, and they actually live their ideal life. Yes, it seems like that. But remember, someone does not need to be a narcissist if they feel adequate and self-accepting and have a strong sense of self. 
If you have those three things, you have no need to be narcissistic or act or behave nar narcissistically. But they don't have those components. So they project these problems onto others. Their friends, co-workers, spouses, and certainly their children. But they do it in a very self-absorbed way. Now there are some parents that have true narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, some parents just have many traits of narcissism. So narcissism is on a continuum. It's on a line. Narcissistic personality disorder all the way down to a few narcissistic traits. Uh, but regardless of where someone's at on that spectrum, there are effects on the children. And the effects are very similar. So what do narcissistic parents look like? These are not all of the traits of narcissistic parents, but, but here are some important ones. A narcissistic parent is extremely shameless on the outside and exquisitely shame-sensitive on the inside, which is the trigger for all their feelings of superiority, belittling, contempt, anger, many times abuse, of others, and particularly of their own children. A narcissistic parent has a fantasy self. It is an idealized self, which keeps reaffirming their superiority to others and to their children. Now it's not a real self, it's a fantasy self. And they just feel superior to everyone and to their children. Children never measure up and can never be like their parents because their parents or the narcissistic parent is superior. The narcissistic parent demonstrates uh, envy and contempt of others and the world. They are always judging and evaluating themselves in contrast to others. The narcissistic parent has a sense of entitlement. And when something doesn't happen, just as they feel it should happen, they deep down feel powerless. And it hits, hits their deep core of shame. Then they can have the internal rage of a one-year-old, only now they're an adult. So it becomes the internal rage of an adult. But it feels very immature like a one-year-old when the narcissist has their shame triggered and has the world as they planned it not go as it should be planned. It's like the narcissistic mother who has, who is planning the wedding for her daughter. The wedding is completely for the mother, not for the daughter. The mother has very little empathy or feels for her daughter at all and then something goes wrong with the planning and the mother is completely furious outraged upset as though it was her wedding that's being ruined it's her daughter's it's not her wedding that's being ruined but it's all very personal for her because things didn't go as planned so now her perfect view of what was supposed to happen is not going to happen and now she feels contempt she feels she's hooked into her shame. Now she can't talk about all that, but it just comes out in anger, resentment, and often people get punished for making mistakes in those kind of situations. 
while the daughter bride is sitting off by this by herself almost not involved whatsoever in the wedding because mom the narcissistic parent it's all about her it's totally all about her the um, the daughter just plays a supporting role in the narcissistic parents plans and in their wedding the narcissistic parent is not empathetic they don't recognize the feelings of others. They tend to use others without regard to their feelings. Uh, for example, the mother, and just using this example, it could be father, son, it could be but just mother, daughter, and a wedding, an event such as that. And the mother decides, well, we're gonna use this caterer because they're the best, best caterer in the whole tri-state region. And so we want to be seen as superior and better, so we're gonna use this caterer. And heaven forbid that caterer better, better do it right. That's all I've got to say, or mom will be a mess. Now, maybe the daughter wants something different for catering, but that doesn't matter. Her feelings, wants, and desires don't matter at all. Dear, honey, we have to have it this way. It's just the way it has to be. That's the narcissistic parent coming out. And if the daughter would say, no, mom, I don't want to do that, mom would be crushed. Her ego, shame would be touched, shame would be triggered, ego would be uh, uh, felt insecure, and mom would flip out until the daughter came around to mom's side. They just don't understand why people cannot do what they want and need, the narcissistic parent. They are oblivious to the feelings of others. So what do we do as children of narcissistic parents? How do we heal? How do we function? How do we grow up? How do we affirm our sense of self when for so many years it was never even considered in the formula? Number one, begin your process of discarding your own needs for the narcissistic parent. Begin to heal and deal with your own dependency needs from long ago, so the narcissistic parent cannot trigger those. Believe it or not, it is possible. Your neediness keeps you enmeshed and locked into the narcissist. If we're still enmeshed with a narcissistic parent, we do not possess a strong sense of self yet. We have not grown up yet. This work of self-differentiation is critical for adult children of narcissistic parents. This is the process of letting them go emotionally versus physically. So many want to let go of them physically. Well, we lived in Connecticut, but I'm going to move out to California so I don't have to deal with my narcissistic mom and dad. Well, the problem is the narcissistic mom and dad go with you internally out to California. We want to let them go emotionally we don't necessarily have to move 2,000 miles away. Two, setting boundaries and setting limits. Begin to learn what is your abstinence from the narcissistic parent. What are your limits? You have the right to choose them. They aren't going to change, so we must. So as an adult, what are my limits for their behavior? And what do I need to do either to pull back or to set up fences so I begin to deal with boundaries with the narcissistic parent? 
Three, not every parent who shows traits of narcissistic personality disorder are, um, are fully narcissistic personality disorder parents. There are softer versions, such as the self-focused parent, the oblivious parent, um, the non-empathetic parent, or maybe a parent who is all three of those, but maybe not fully NPD. There's nothing more frustrating than trying to get needs met from someone who does not even acknowledge you have needs or feelings. We must stop trying to get needs met from them. And that's the work that I do with clients and help them to have and reduce those needs for the narcissistic parent. Number four, working on taking care of your own needs. Begin to live as though the narcissistic parent doesn't exist or need to exist. It doesn't mean you don't want them to not exist, but to live as though they don't. We don't wish them ill. We don't want them to become unimportant and non-significant to us emotionally, doing an intentional funeral for them, which I have another video on, I might suggest, doing work to let them go internally, doing the grief work uh, of letting go of a narcissistic parent, and doing the grief work for losing the parent we never had and always wanted, and then we stop orbiting the narcissistic parent. The parent becomes the sun that we orbit around. And we've done that all of our lives. How do we move out of that orbit? Number five, if you have to deal with the narcissistic parent uh, or work out some issues with the narcissistic parent, you may want to consider using a third party. Narcissistic parents don't like looking bad to others. They will often behave better with an audience, a therapist, a coach, a pastor, a mediator, a lawyer. A, they often will behave better because they don't want to be viewed as not behaving well with in front of other people. So that might be a protection for you to use third parties. Six, stay away from triggers for them. Don't shame them. Now that's almost impossible because just saying hi to a narcissistic parent can trigger shame because they're exquisitely sensitive to shame. Um, working out your childhood hurts, past injustices, etc., etc., just don't work with the narcissistic parent. Number one, they're not trying to hear it. Number two, they're not wanting to sit down and just have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with you. Because it's just by even saying, hey, you know, Mom, you know, our family wasn't perfect growing up. That's all you need to say, and you've hit their shame. Now, all you've said is, and you've said all families are not perfect growing up. No family is perfect. But that doesn't matter. You said our family was not perfect, so therefore you're accusing me of something and not being adequate, not being the best parent, and then they go into their shame, their shame core. Um, again, work out those things with a professional. If you have hurts from the past and injustices, work that out with a professional, therapist, coach, pastor. Remember, being reasonable often does not work with a narcissistic parent. 
being reasonable requires empathy and they don't they have little so when you're expecting reasonableness narcissistic parents are not the way to go seven narcissistic parents ignite anger and resentment and hurt and resolve these feelings inside yourself though it's very frustrating when someone works with you talks with you just like the daughter at the wedding and the mother who it was all for her and not for the daughter and then later the daughter feel resentful and anger that she didn't get to plan her wedding and do the wedding she wanted she had to do exactly what her mom wanted well then she's left with anger resentment and hurt don't work that out with a narcissistic mom work that out with a professional because you're probably not going to get very far working it out with mom eight heal your destructive inner parent and your uh, inner narcissistic parent oftentimes we take on what we've learned from our parents growing up and then we become that kind of a parent to ourselves often we've been criticized and our weakness is attacked by the narcissistic parent this becomes internalized and we're now very surgical in how we can turn ourselves on ourselves and people turn themselves on themselves all the time. We don't realize that everyone has weaknesses, including us. And it's okay to have weaknesses. It's okay to make mistakes. Who doesn't? However, in a narcissistic home, that's not okay. Criticism will all, they'll be always scanning in a narcissistic family. Scanning, scanning, scanning to see what can be criticized and what's not perfect and what's not right and that what's not living up to the parents accept acceptability standards we all make mistakes and we do not deserve to be shamed or rejected because we have made mistakes or are not perfect or we're not superior or we're not stellar heal your own shame and guilt triggers work on getting rid of that inner narcissistic parent that is destructive to us nine begin to learn not to accept the blame or criticism of others or narcissists in particular all assessments and observation observations must go through my evaluator i am an adult now they don't go in directly without being processed i must assess them first when someone compliments me i say thank you but then i must assess whether that compliment is something I can relish in and enjoy. The same is true for, for the flip side of the coin. When someone criticizes me, I can say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but it doesn't go in and become a part of me until I, I, I evaluate it first. Then I take it as, you know, maybe that's something I need to work on. But it doesn't go in directly. And used to as a very strong and, and uh, healthy codependent, if you said there was something wrong with me, then there was something wrong with me. Well, now I go, no, I listen to people who say there's something wrong with me or a problem or a mistake. I evaluate it and then decide as an adult whether that applies, whether I care, or whether I should change something. That's all for me to decide. Uh, Ten, don't interact with a narcissistic parent when you are feeling stressed or feeling vulnerable or feeling needy 
those are not the times to be in, uh, to be interacting with the uh, narcissistic parent. Eleven, as I have said before, don't have heart-to-heart -heart talks with them. You will only be sharing more vulnerability, which will be only used against you in the future. I'm not saying you can't be yourself. I'm not saying you can't be authentic or who you are. But you need to be ready for who you are. You need to be ready for, if I share with someone who's a narcissist, some weakness or failure for me, I, I do that after I'm ready to not care about how they feel about that. In other words, if I say to someone, you know, yeah, I, I wasn't the best student in high school, or I wasn't the top swimmer in high school, or whatever, if you say that to a narcissist, they'll have all kinds of criticism or excuses or, or contempt or whatever. I need to be in a position where I really don't care whether you have criticism, contempt. It, it just bounces off. It doesn't matter. And so that's when I can be more open and honest with the narcissist. If you're not ready for that, then don't do that yet because it's going to come your way. That negative is going to come your way. Twelve, change your emotional field, not the narcissist. Many times we're always trying to, well, if mom would only change, if dad would only change, if my sister would only change, if, if they would only change, and maybe if I do this, then they would change. Maybe if they got this help, we're, we're hooked into if we get them fixed, then I'll feel better. And I think that's a problem. We have to change our emotional field. I've got a couple that I've worked with in the past, and they've gotten, uh, they came to me and were getting a divorce. And one spouse, one parent is narcissistic, and one parent uh, is not. And the narcissistic parent is just horrible to the ex, to the estranged ex, and to the kids at times. And the wife was always engaged in trying to get the, the, her husband to stop and to change. Now her work is to focus on changing her and her emotional field and her emotional field with her kids rather than fixing her husband or ex-husband because that's not going to work well. We have to fix our, our own selves and that will also be a real help to the kids, even though they have to deal with a narcissistic father from here on out. Uh, that's a father they're going to have to deal with. So they need as healthy a mother as possible. And that's what she's working on. Thirteen, heal your narcissistic tractor beam. As an adult child of narcissistic parents, you, you attract narcissists in your life. Heal you, and this will stop the tractor beam will stop. Fourteen, self-differentiation work is the key to recovery for the adult child of narcissistic parents. I would really recommend you get into some books and work on self-differentiation. I have some resources for you if you'd like to write to me. If you would like to learn more about healing yourself, I'm a family systems expert and I would be happy to send you some resources. I also see clients via Skype and FaceTime in the English-speaking world or wherever you're at if you speak English uh, and on the phone and in my office. Contact me for an appointment. My contact information is on the screen. Please join our YouTube channel. I did want to add a couple of resources that might be of help to you. A favorite book of mine is Trapped in the Mirror 
by Elon Golem. And I really think that this is an excellent book. You might find it. Uh, you can find it on uh, Amazon. Uh, it is Trapped in the Mirror, Adult Children of Narcissistics in Their Struggle for Self. The second book, and by the way, there are many good books out there, but here's a second book I like. Why is it always about you? Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins of Narcissism. Um, and I really uh, think it's a good resource. There's Disarming the Narcissist. There's a number of books out there, and you can find them. They're available. I would recommend you learning more about uh, the illness of narcissism so that you can function in a more stable and healthy way. Again, thanks for watching today. Have a good day.